You're listening to the Library Pros Podcast with Chris and Bob, a techie librarian and a computer IT guy discussing libraries, technology, and all things this side of the reference desk. Thanks, Carl. Hi, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Library Pros Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Bob. We're coming to you from the Sachem Public Library in Holbrook, New York. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. Library Pros Podcast is produced bi-monthly, so don't forget to check us out and subscribe to our RSS feed, iTunes, Android, email, and now on Google Play. Links and notes from today's podcast can be found on our website, thelibrarypros.com, or on Twitter, at the Library Pros, or on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash thelibrarypros. Today, our guest is Pam Wells. Pam is a systems librarian at San, is it Joaquino? How do you say? Jacinto. San Jacinto. Jacinto College in Pasadena, Texas. Welcome to the podcast, Pam. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, Pam joins us today via FaceTime from Texas, and we are obviously in Holbrook, New York. Um, So today we're going to speak with Pam today about her life in academia, managing the digital needs of the college, and managing uh, the content management systems for the library, and maybe some other cool things she's doing too. So we'd like to talk to Pam about uh, life as an academic librarian in Texas. So uh, I'm actually excited to have you on the podcast because we're former colleagues. We work together at uh, Dowling College here on Long Island, uh, the now former Dowling College. Um, Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background. You know, we went to library school and all that fun stuff. Yeah, uh, I went to CW Post. Yay, another CW Post person. Librarian, yeah. Um, And... I worked in several uh, public libraries. I worked for Dowling College. Um, I worked in uh, the. I worked as a graduate assistant when I was in library school at Post. Um, then at Dowling, and I worked at Northport East Northport. And then my last job was uh, Lindenhurst Memorial Library, and I worked there for six or seven years. So, and that's where I got into the technology. Okay. Yeah. And so your title now at the college is uh, what was it again? Uh, my at my current job, I'm a I'm a systems librarian uh, for fancy. three campuses. Wow, mm-hmm. three campuses, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about what you do, what your duties, you know, day to day, that kind of thing that you do over there. Well, I I manage the ILS. Um, we we use Innovative Interfaces Sierra. Okay. Um, and then we also have a. Uh, a course guide system called Guides. Um, that's very familiar probably with a lot of academic libraries are using that now. Um, and then we have a chat service. Sometimes I have to troubleshoot. Um, I coordinate the databases, trials. Um, I talk to um, database vendors. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, there's different things. My day is sometimes there's different things come up, like, problems so I have to you know call EBSCO and find out whether databases are down or things like that or the ILS goes down I have to contact innovative and so you almost like and then I'm just constantly trying to improve like I have a lot of things I have a lot of things on my plate and I'm just kind of trying to constantly trying to improve and rework things and so it almost sounds like what the role of like a a department head or an adult reference would be in a public library dealing with the EBSCO subscriptions and, and stuff like that yeah, I mean, I'm a department of one. I don't have any help, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be interesting. Unfortunately, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the college, like the student makeup, uh, how many students, uh, course of study, things like that. 
Our um, FTE is uh, 14,000. We had last semester, the spring of 2016, we had about 30,000 uh, students enrolled. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, we emphasize STEM education. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, students going for like say electricity or um, running um, oil refineries and different things like that. So it's very interesting. It's different from New York. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow, oil refineries. Imagine that. Not doing any oil refineries. Yeah, and then, you know, there's the, you know, (laughs) you have your standard fare, you know, you have English, history, math, you know, different things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have cosmetology. um, They have, you know, a culinary school there and just different things like that. There's a lot of different different kind of majors. They have certificates and, you know, the two-year degree because it is a community college. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say most two-year, you know, most of the standard associate's degree kind of class uh, programs, right? Um, Yeah, it's a standard, like, two-year programs. Okay. So, and then, you know, they just, yeah, it's a lot of different things that they have. Okay. It's so pretty um, diverse. And we just had, we just opened a new maritime campus. Well, that's right. Cause you're um, in Houston. So you're, you're yeah, we're right go. on the water. Yeah. We're, we're right on the water. Wow. Very close to the water. Okay. So uh, since you've worked in both academic and public, uh, what do you think the main differences are between working in academic and versus uh, public? Well, public, you know, you handle a lot of, um, I think I think you have a lot more diversity almost in public libraries because you have different um, people of different walks of life that come in and they have different issues or problems. You know, some people just they want their pleasure reading, and some people you know can't use you don't know how to use the computer and they just need help with that. Um, and then some people really have um, actual you know maybe research they have to do for school, and you have high school students, junior high school students. Um, but academic library, you know, the the main focus is um you know to get the students to succeed and then like that's really our main focus so we're helping you know them with their research and how to use the library um usually the students you know at a a community college you know they don't have a lot of library experience um, Mm -hmm. because high schools generally don't have enough library education in my opinion so um you know we're just trying to focus on getting the students to succeed um generally in, in the academic side <clears throat> for the public, you know, like I said, it's just, it's more diverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really. Cause the service is just, about but then you're, you know, but it has its problems too with that diversity, you know, cause you have certain patrons and things that come up. Right. You know, problems that have nothing to do with having a library science degree. So. Right. Exactly. You almost, it's almost <laughs> that, that bartender kind of um, thing where you have to listen to, to people's problems and, almost be a social worker or a psychologist and all that other stuff. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true. So, so Pam, you're originally from New York. So tell us about moving to a new place and are there differences between the type of work you did here in New York and now that you're doing in Texas. And this is a, something that I'm definitely interested in. I'm sure Chris is too, because sure. all of us at some point or another are like, yeah, we're just going to move out and go somewhere else and start a whole new you know, career path and, or, or, or continue on in their career path in a different location. Um, so how did you get the guts behind doing all that, and how's it working out? Um, well, actually, my my husband's from around this area. Well, he's from Oklahoma. So we start, started, you know, looking for different things in this area, and it, the the cost of living is a lot more affordable here. Yeah. Um, 
the houses are a lot cheaper here. It's like half the price. The taxes are half the price. So it's nice. We're um, going. You ready? You ready? Tax yeah. <laughs> All well, right. And there's, no, and there is no state tax here. So you, your paycheck is We're not taxed state taxes. Wow. Why aren't we doing the podcast? So now? you make more money. Living here. So, yeah. I know, right? What are we doing wrong? Uh, I don't know. Everything, I guess. Well, <laughs> and I make, I make comparable money to New York here. So really? I, That's know, awesome. It's just you kind of get a better, like, uh, yeah. more bang for your buck here. Absolutely. Yeah, you and then you know, like, like um, when I work on the academic side, um, academic library, like say the website. Um, when I was at Lindenhurst, I I was the master of the website. I did everything. Where here, where I'm working now, I'm just kind of a Drupal user. Nice. So that's, cool. um, that's a difference. You know, I don't have a lot of power in that end, but I have some power on the other ends of the different. Um, uh, programs that we like lib guides that we use the library pays for you know so i have like you know i'm able to do what i want with that but cool. there's yeah i have some restrictions uh-huh. but that's the, probably one of the biggest differences is my restrictions because it's just a different kind of institution yeah because the website's run by marketing right um, so they I have the main and they probably give you like small yeah admin and they, they have a different yeah. focus yeah so where i'm just doing a library website and it's independent like it just has the focus of the library but right. Mm-hmm. They're more focused on, you know, uh, selling the college and getting kids yeah. to, to enroll there. So right. it's a different kind of a different thing. That makes sense. Yeah, that is. That's it's a moneymaker for them, too. Right. I mean, it's not a not for profit. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, well, they have to keep it's a state school. OK, so but, they, you know, they have to keep enrollment to keep open. I mean, you have to you have to get those students in, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, if you're involved in teaching. Now, I remember at Dowling, they had that two-credit class, a library instruction class that they tried to get us to teach. Um, and sometimes, you know, we would be pulled into a class. A professor would request us to go in to uh, give an overview of the library and the databases and things like that. Is that something that you do over there, too? Yeah, it's really the same kind of work um, that we did at Dowling, you know, you do those one-shot classes. They don't have the semester-length classes. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a course called GUST, which kind of covers all different intro to college, and they do do some a little portion on the library, and some of the librarians do teach that class. I haven't had the opportunity to do that, but... Um, it's like a freshman seminar. It doesn't fit my schedule, really, but, but it's something I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, they usually encourage the librarians to do that. Okay. So switching gears for a second, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the technology end um, in the next segment, but how, how did you get started and interested in technology? Was it something you were always interested in from the time you were a kid, or is this something that you know developed later in life or something you were self-taught? Did you start with your Commodore 64 when you were 15? Or? <laughs> yeah, no, um, I fell into this with the library. You know, I went, I went into library school, and I wasn't thinking I'm going to be a technology librarian at all and uh, when I started working at the public libraries I came to realize there's a lot of um, people working for the public libraries that don't have a lot of technological experience and mm-hmm. they have been working there for a very long time and they really were not interested in getting into it everybody's different some people you know they may have been working for a long time and felt that they wanted to get into technology but where I was working uh, no one really was interested so they kind of um, gave me the website and they said you need to you know learn um, learn how to do this website you want to do. And I said, sure. And I ran with it. And I kind of, uh, you know, I'm real self-taught with that. Um, I'm pretty good at figuring stuff out in different programs. So yeah, it really um, is kind of funny because I was, you know, the same way I was the 
I was always interested in technology, but never really actually um, took formal training in it. But you kind of just learn as you go along. And that seems to be the way we, we do it in library land, unless you're an IT guy like Bob. Yeah. yeah. Unless, you know, you went to school for it. Yeah, so. it's true. But I, I don't, I'm afraid to touch servers, so I won't go near that. Stuff. I'm afraid to touch servers. Yeah, we too. have a big IT program actually yeah. at, um, at San Jacinto College as well. And I work with a lot of the IT guys at there. So. They scare me too. Don't worry. I've been yeah. working them for twenty years, and I still don't like touching them. Oh, this is <laughs> scary. <It's> very temperamental. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. Okay, so we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Pam some more about her position at uh, the college. How do you say it again? San Jacinto College. San Jacinto yeah, College. By the time I get it, it'll be over. It'll so. be done. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. San Jacinto. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about some of the projects she's working on over at the college. So we will be back in just a moment. Okay, we're back with Pam Wells, uh, systems librarian at San, I'm going to say it wrong, San Jacinto uh, College. Jacinto College. Jacinto. It's almost like there's an E instead of an I. Okay. For us. Then, then you say it next time. For us. I know. We'll just I'm, ask Pam to say it. Okay. Just do it. Do, do, we are back with Pam Wells, systems librarian at San Jacinto College. Right, there you it. go. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. In Pasadena, <laughs> Texas. I didn't know it was That's Pasadena, how we're do Texas. Yeah. Wow. I want to yeah. move there, though, because what they say, no state tax, no more state, for your money. More for your money, half, half price houses. This is going to turn into a how many systems people can we get to move from Suffolk County to Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I like this. this I'm sure they don't want us down there either. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's you know a what? lot of different... Wait, that's uh, there's what, a lot of transplants. That's what we want to know. How do the transplants get, get treated down there? How is it driving on the roads when you're from New York? Oh, yeah, no, I'm fine. Okay. They welcome me. Like, actually, right. when people ask me... You know, why did you come here? I said for a job, and they were like, "Good." They were happy that That's great. Houston is doing so well because the housing market is wonderful here. There's no issues with selling your houses. Everything's just That's goes. Great. It's real hot. You know, you can sell your house and move into another one if you want. And no problems. Coming no issues. Up with reasons to leave. Real fast. Wow. I like it. So um, the price, the property values are going up. That's cool. So that's wow. And what, not um, you know, plunger, plunging. They're not underwater. Not, no one's underwater here. So. Wow. That's great. <laughs> Though if it floods, then they might be, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not financially, right? Financially, they're okay. That's that's great. Okay, so why don't you tell us some of the things that you're doing over at the college with technology? I mean, you know, you can either give us a laundry list, or you can exp you know give us a little bit about you know what you're doing there. And especially, did they when you first uh, got there? Did you hit the ground running and start ju jumping into this, or did something that came up over time? Um, no, I got there. I had to hit, you know, I had to get in there right, right away. Um, you know, like I said, I, I work with Sierra. Um, I'm actually trying, I haven't been able to work on their catalog. The catalog is really out of the box, like innovative out of the box. So I'm kind of working on that. Um, but I haven't really done much with it. Um, we actually just got EDS. So I need to set that up. So I'm mm -hmm. 
Um, I was having, here's an example um, with our marketing department. They, um, they won't let me run JavaScript on the website. So I have to get, you know, EBSCO to create something that, uh, an iframe for me so I can, you know, project really? um, our search box on the screen because they won't run JavaScript. That's so it's like, funny. you know, there's different yeah. challenging challenges because if it was my website, I just, you know, post it up there and right. run right. JavaScript. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I'm working on, um, there's this program called LibGuides. Um, and I just administer it. It's actually a, it's a kind of a pain, like after it's been around for a while, we've had it for five years and there's a lot of, there's a lot of cleanup. So I'm doing a lot of cleanup about mm -hmm. that constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I've been doing. I'm doing that recently because I wanted to look good for the new semester. Um, our new semester starts next week. Um, wow. That starts early. Yeah, I mean, we, have, we, we, do, do a, we do a chat service um, and a text-the-librarian service that are um, linked together, um, and that's through library help, Okay. Um, our chat service. I, I don't know if you, yeah, either of you uh, ever heard of that. A lot of libraries I know that, that does Suffolk County that? still have their own chat service? No, it used to be, uh, what was it called? Uh, I don't remember. There was a couple. Live Librarian, I think it was there, called. There was that, and then there were two that were being run by something else, yeah. I know that individual libraries. I knew some of the librarians used to work for it, but yeah, I know that at, at one time Longwood was doing it and Mastic was doing it. I don't know. If, I know Longwood is not doing it anymore, and I don't know if Mastic is or not. And you're you're doing it through a company called Library Help, is that right? Yeah, Library Help. We don't okay. have 24-hour chat. We just have when the library's open chat. Okay, that's cool. And it's handled by, I guess, any available the librarians staff? that work. So, okay. there. Cool. Yeah, it's not it's not outsourced. Some of them, the twenty four hour ones, are outsourced. And is we there a, we don't outsource. Is there a triage? Like, if I had a children's question, will I go to a children's librarian, or how does that work? Well, we don't really have a lot of children's questions because see, you can tell the difference, but right, between public and it's yeah. the way the brain yeah. works. You know? It's the way the brains work. How do you do it? Yeah, we, um, we have a bunch right? of us log on there, and we just answer questions as they come in. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, it, it, it's not like usually too. Um, active i mean you'll get like two or three questions at the same time but it's usually manageable okay let me guess so. what time do you close today right what's the biggest today? question actually yeah. on fridays they close at three. Oh, well i meant wow. during chat like one of the, the biggest questions you get when do you close when do you close yeah. when do you open oh until? oh i see i see see yeah um yeah there's a lot of those and then sometimes we get we get students that are like upstairs and they're asking these really detailed research questions, and they're like, where are you? And they're like, well, I'm upstairs. Like, come <laughs> down here. <laughs> no, you come up here. <laughs> come, come up, come upstairs. Come upstairs. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to do the creepy voice yeah. in the microphone? Yeah. That's come on upstairs. I have a question. Come upstairs. I have a question <laughs> for you. That's not good. Yeah. That's not right. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've actually been getting into um, library um, libguides and actually our this college website runs off of Bootstrap, which okay. is kind of like a newer, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's a newer, like a CSS package that yeah. you kind of kind of like, they, they give you the CSS and then you, you, you know, you can use it. And, and you work with enough code. time, that, that framework. That's really, really neat. I kind of like it. I, I just, it's, it's, to be able to load in like their CSS and just kind of use it and manipulate it, it's kind of, yeah. I kind of like it. You know, it's kind of, you know, feel it cool. takes some, they takes can some do like different cool, like graphics and, um, Things that they already have set up for you. You don't think it takes some so. of the creativity away by working? No, because you can you can change different things and you can add your own, you know, 
script if you want or code. You know, you can add to it. It's just like a baseline. Oh, okay. So it's so, almost like a you could change colors and yeah, yeah. I it mean, sounds like a CSS I, template almost. Yeah, it's just a template, and then you can you can manipulate it every way you want. Yeah, it's good because so, I'd like to actually do a site. I mean, I've been playing with the idea of doing kind some kind of library site with like my own personal thing with <clears> Bootstrap <throat> just to kind of do it. Sounds, sounds like fun, actually, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, fun it, for me. I guess. <laughs> well, it, it gives you framework. I don't get the code a lot anymore, so um, I I like to do that. But think about if you were starting from scratch, how you have to define all your parameters, build your CSS. Yeah. This is kind of like here it is, ready to go, and you can just work within the framework and alter the framework if you you know you don't like the ratio, the aspect ratio, or whatever else you want to do. Um, so I think that's kind of a nice thing. Yeah. Now, can you tell and us? It's open source, and you can manipulate it, so it's cool. Tell me a little bit more about about LibGuides. What exactly does it do? Well, you, it allows. It's like a um, a collaborative um, tool where you can make course course guides for your cl classes. So, if you were teaching, you know, those one shot instruction classes, mm -hmm. you'd make you can make a course guide for the class, and then you could um, put like say your your class presentation up on there or different links to different databases or websites, depending on the class. I like to, the way I handle it, um, I like to really customize it for the class of the assignment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can do a lot with it. You know, you can get the professor's assignment and you could really like, you know, find books on the subject, you know, like book suggestions. You can give them journal suggestions, you can give them database suggestions, how to find the information for the, for the assignment. Um, let me so, let me ask you this. And then, yeah. Um, do you guys use Blackboard also? We do we use Blackboard. So that works um, in, comp in complements LibGuides, right? Hmm? It, it's a good complement for LibGuides because it sounds like they're similar, oh, yeah. but they're I a little mean, different. You, you can get the if you get the professor to link out to the library's LibGuides, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, I I do um, administer the portion of Blackboard, the library portion of Blackboard. I actually got them to put a library tag. And um, I actually, when I first started, which was, it was four years ago, I got them to kind of re re rearrange the, the Blackboard tab and put more information about the library on there and mm -hmm. um, different things like that. So I, I don't know how much it's used. I'd like to know stats. They never give me stats, but who goes on that library page or not. But yeah, professors uh, seem to look at it because if you forget to change the hours on there, you know, somebody will call and complain. So. <laughs> Sometimes that's the way you find out how to make a change, right? It's like, oh, Blackboard, I forgot about Blackboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you also, you were talking earlier about EBSCO. Um, tell me, uh, let's see, is that the only set of databases that you have, or do you have a wide-ranging set of databases depending on the subject matter? Um, EBSCO is our main vendor. Mm -hmm. um, we get a lot of our databases from, um, it's a, a consortium called, like a consortium within Texas called TechShare. Okay. Um, and they have a group of databases that, you know, everybody, you know, you pay TechShare tech uh, a fee and then you get all these databases, kind of like how Suffolk County does their, mm -hmm. some of theirs. And then, you, you know, their databases for the public libraries. And whatnot, you know, you pay up the county library association, and like then you make a bulk order, data. and they, they, yeah, yeah, know. and then it'll change depending on their budget and whatnot. Um, so, and then we have some individual databases. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we usually have a collaborative group um, that I sit. Uh, it's a, it's a, um, 
a committee that I sit on, and they decide what they're going to buy with our extra extra database money. Nice. Um, so. Okay. So. Um, uh, so you, do did you, I get off topic? No, no, you're 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 fine. <laughs> I was just you know wondering you know. Is it, are you the person that negotiates the contract with, with EBSCO or is it because um, EBSCO you don't have I, it's not a consortia thing right I usually I talk to the vendors um, I go between the vendor and the committee to decide with um, price I get pricing all that I don't actually do kind of the contract my boss does because she's she handles the budget so she works with the because we have to all the contracts gotta have to be have to be approved by the contract department at San Jacinto College mm -hmm. so it's a little different it's not like the director just signs off on it and can do whatever they want they have to get everything approved mm -hmm. um, and if it's not like a pure database they have to ask IT to approve it which is ridiculous because they don't really know what we're doing but <laughs> <laughs> is that a rubber stamp almost <laughs> sorry <laughs> IT <laughs> You know, like they have to approve DBS, they don't even know what it is. So, so does it um, make it easy to approve or no? No, I mean usually they say yes because they, they just don't even want to bother. Even when I sometimes when I um, ask, like I had to do security certificate on our catalog, and the guy that does security certificates was like, "Here, you you just do it and just let me know, and I'll approve it because he has to approve it, you know, <laughs> to get every, you know, when I renew it or whatnot." So, yeah. They're just like, we're not going to get into the library. We don't want to do that. <laughs> we'll Sounds like a that. lot of IT guys we know, right? They just don't want to get, right? You know, they want you to just kind of make it work out. They want to sit back in the air conditioning in the server room. Absolutely. It's got to be cold. Man. Yeah. <laughs> we know people like that, but they're more and more, they're, they're getting out of their office because they don't have a choice. So well, it's, they have to. It's almost yeah. a, something they have to do at this point. Well, the thing is, and you know what, and this is, Pam, jump in at any time, but our observation is that, you know, we need less people sitting back in the air-conditioned office watching the servers blink and more people that can help the patrons or for your, you know, for your st with you staff and, and use your... Uh, oh, yeah, the IT guys where I work are, they're always on the move. They're yeah. hardly ever at their desks. You know, That's they're great. going around the college helping everybody. You know, they're helping right. pe professors in classrooms. They're helping... Um, you know, they might come to the library and help with, you know, have to fix like, uh, the print or something like that. They actually have their own, um, like computer lab that they mm -hmm. have to sit at and, you know, they help students there. Nice. So, yeah. So they're always on the move. Cool. So, so yeah, they don't like, the, no. yeah, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're all smooshed together though. I so. think they want to be those, <laughs> those iPads that walk around, you know, have you seen those iPads yeah. that roll around? They want to be like that, right? How can we help you today? Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, I guess our next question is, how does San Jacinto do by way of innovation? So do they have a computer science department that's using, like, the latest and greatest technology um, and, and stuff like that? And are you collaborating with folks over there to bring in newer stuff? I don't do a lot of collaboration. Um, they usually, like, for example, they just got a new, like, print this print system. It's called WEPA. Have you ever heard of WEPA? No. No. Um, but it's actually, um, anybody has a WEPA station, you can go to any library that has a WEPA station and print what you printed at your library. Wow. So say I print something up at San Jacinto College, but Houston Public Library has a WEPA station. I can go to Houston Public Library near my house and print up what I had, what I had entered in at San Jacinto College and oh. I hadn't printed. So it's cool. like, it's kind of like all connected. Yeah. So they got this new technology, but I mean, we, we were just kind of told that we were getting it and but I, I helped out with them, you know, getting everybody right. filled with it. 
So I don't handle it much anymore because I'm kind of hands off with it now. But, you know, when it first came, um, I don't have any. Um, I wish I had something better for you for that one. But All right, that, no, that's fine. You know what? And, and we love the out of state stuff because nobody in the county or, or New York's could probably get a her, have heard of WEPA. Right. So they're going to be like, oh, where is it? Yeah, what is WEPA? Check it yeah. out, you know, and, and, and a lot of folks aren't using LibGuides. Some folks are using LibGuides in Suffolk County. So, so far. You know, and library help, I doubt most folks in New York or, or in Suffolk County at least have heard of library help and what, what it can do for you. So this is why we have these types of podcasts, and I think it's great to have an out-of-state, sure. you know, somebody familiar with New York but seeing newer technology or... or, or Which is know, different technology. Relevant technology, different technology in another area. And it could be, so is it, you know, it could be a Texas state contract that yeah. isn't even something that's provided outside of Texas, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong, of course, but... But it's neat to get away from our... It's nice to get outside the of the bubble. Folks. Most of the people we interview in Suffolk... Yeah, I don't think any... Innovative, so. Nothing I mentioned I don't think is uh, exclusively Texas. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, except for TechShare, obviously, because it's Texas Share. Right. We right, want TechShare right. here. <laughs> TechShare here. We'll we call share it here. Yeah. Nye Share or something? Nye Share, yeah. Nye or share. Don't Share. Well, be, yeah, in New York, well, it would be Don't Share. You'd be like, wait, wait, you want to share with me? You want to share with me? No, you don't want to share. Forget about it. I ain't sharing with you. No, forget about it. Who are you? Forget about it. (laughs) So, yeah. That's great. But, you know, honestly, we we share pretty well. I mean, we're sharing with Nassau County now with interlibrary loan. a lot of clicks, though, you know? Yeah, well, We share within the clicks, and nobody outside of the click gets anything. And then there's, you know, the test booklets and things like that. Some libraries will send test booklets, others won't. Like the tax booklets. And the tax booklets, yeah. Sometimes they'll show up, other times they won't. Right, well. Yeah, thank you, federal <laughs> government, for that one, right? They're not That's printing great. anymore. <clears throat> so, does, uh, I know that it's, it may be outside the library's purview, but are they doing makerspace, or thing, makerspace things over at the college? There is no, no, there's no makerspace currently at San Jacinto College. Um, I know that we, we visited, um, and when I say we, um, the libraries in my area, they have, like, their own little, um, like, um, they have their own little meetings, their own little group, you know, mm-hmm. and we went to one of the one of the colleges and they had a really nice maker space. Um, it's just, it, it, it's probably something somebody would have to write a grant for, you right. know, and try to make it happen there. Mm-hmm. I could see it coming soon. It's it's buzzing here just probably as much as it's buzzing over there, mm-hmm. uh, the maker space. They just had, I uh, just went to the Texas Library Association conference and they had a whole, um, set of makerspace you know um equipment you know you can go and just try things out sure so do they have um, i just think i actually think 3d printers are very funny because they're so i feel like in 20 years we're going to look at the current 3d printers and be like wow that was just really mickey mouse exactly matrix printer you know? exactly yeah. i've been saying <laughs> exactly. that for a while now i, I yeah. watched the thing make the and it got jammed and like it's just making this little like yarn thing and i, I think in the future we'll probably have cut all different colors and it'll just be able to really make it look like the real thing kind of like star trek like I, i'm yeah. totally there it'll I'm be totally a replicator there. yeah yeah <laughs> one that works right one that, that works. actually works yeah, yeah. i know because it's hm we just got a liquid resin uh printer that we haven't actually tested yet but instead of it mm-hmm. having a filament with an extruder, which always clogs, mm-hmm. doesn't matter which brand you get, yeah. they always clog. Yeah. This has a a basin filled with liquid resin, and instead mm. of you know the the filament feeding through and being melted, it's already in a liquid form. So there's a laser that shoots from underneath the um, the vat or the the basin, and because the basin is clear, and it hits a series of mirrors, and those mirrors 
send the laser to a particular spot. And where that laser terminates, it hardens the resin. So instead of having mm. a build plate that is built upon, it actually, the, the build plate lowers into the liquid resin. And as it prints the object, it lifts itself out of the resin. And then mm. it does a, a recalibration every like every a Terminator steps. 2? Like Terminator 2. Like the rising 2. of the Terminator 2? Yes, exactly. That's right. Um, and every once in a while, it'll pull the whole project out, and mm -hmm. it'll skim across the top to make sure nothing is solidified on the top of it, and then it drops it back down, and it works some more, and then it pulls it out, mm -hmm. and it sweeps it, but as it's every, as every layer prints, it lifts it out a little bit. That's pretty cool. And it actually prints. Wow. Is it, it's not multiple colored, though, I'm assuming. No, it's, it's only, like and right now, yeah, there's only black, gray, white, and clear as far as colors go. They're trying to develop other colors, but they're having a problem with the pigment staying in the resin and transferring with the laser. Uh, there's another mm -hmm. company that doesn't have a good reliability that has a couple of colors, but they don't work very well. So we went with Form, mm -hmm. we went with form Labs up in Massachusetts. And um, I'm hoping that it turns out to be really good. I've seen nothing but wonderful things about it. Did them, you just so. do another shameless Sachem library plug? I did another oh, Sachem library man. plug. Pam, I'm sorry you have to go through this. I go through it every time. I have shameless Sachem library plugs. Like, all of a sudden, we'll just be like, <laughs> Sachem Public Library. It's like backmasking Metallica. It's, it's a nice it's library. Like, not, it's just great. Well, you know, I had to push it's it. Out it's out of nowhere. Emma Clark Memorial Library. No, Emma S. Clark Emma, Memorial. Oh, right. Yeah, I yeah can't. you I forgot, forgot the S. Emma S. Period Clark Memorial Library. That's better. Yeah, Ted will love you for that. Well, it's out there now. Well, it's out there, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. So, so your college, you think your college in the future will invest in a 3D printer? Or maybe you can convince library to get one? Yeah, I think so. Uh um, if it wasn't our department, maybe the IT department might might jump in there and do something with that. Or um, we have an ed ed tech department that runs Blackboard, and they, they might want to do it. Um, cool. We don't. So um, somebody, I think somebody will do it. I, I think it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the new thing. It's you know, I, it's just a trendy thing to do, I guess. So um, usually people hit the trends. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So what else can you tell us about uh, what happens at the library like on a daily basis? Um, well, I, I don't sit at the reference desk a lot anymore. Um, but uh, and it's been the summer, so it's been summers usually a little slower. Mm -hmm. But you know we get the regular old reference questions and we also get um, people just trying to print type up their papers, print them out. You know, they may have issues with that, so I'll help them out with that. Or they want to scan, you know, scan something. Mm -hmm. I'll help them out with that. I mean, you know, it's the standard library, you know, stuff. Um, you know, you have your one-shot classes. And <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, professors still put things on uh, reserve? Oh, yeah. The people, they, they do reserve. Um, we just had a whole thing with copyright at our college, you know, making sure the professors are not posting downloading articles and posting them on blackboard that was an issue you know because they don't have copyright permission so right. we've been we were i was working with them with that uh the ed tech department with that um so i devised a you know a, a help how to 
link to our databases if they want an article rather than download the, the article and then post it to Blackboard. They can just link through Blackboard to our databases. So then cool. the students have to authenticate. So then they're behind our con you know, our contract with EBSCO or whatever vendor it is. Because nice. then they get the full the full text of it. You know, I'm surprised professors are still actually putting paper on reserve. You know what I mean? Because everything is I mean not everything obviously is digitized, but you know, a, a remarkable amount is there. Do you have Jester at the college? No, you don't because they no. whenever I did research when I was working at Dowling and I would find the perfect article for the for the student, it would be on JSTOR and they didn't have it at at Dowling. So I'd have to oh, reach JSTOR. JSTOR. I always say it wrong. You were saying Jester and I was like, what? No, was you have JSTOR. Too. JSTOR. I always call it Jester. I thought it was like Jim the Jester, that guy that comes and, you know, <laughs> guy? Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. Jester, where's Jester? Do you have that? At the college? We have JSTOR. Um, do. We don't have all the modules because you can buy some of the modules, mm -hmm. but we have JSTOR. Yeah, Usually, just, well, a couple once in a while. But I remember I had to reach out to St. Joseph's College to get uh, to get an article if the if the student was like pining for that one particular article, but because uh, Dowling didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to, when I was a student at Stony Brook when I was working at Dowling, I used the Stony Brook databases to get people's stuff sometimes because yeah. they Stony Brook everything. Yeah, so, yeah like, Brooke, well, I can get this for you, but you know, don't expect to get something else from this because yeah. you're not going to be. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's you're, all you, you know, got lucky today. When, when you're a reference librarian, it's kind of um, whether you're in academia or in public, there's there's always a creative way to get to the solution. You know. And, oh yeah, sure. You know whether it's you know trying to find another way to get into a database or, or you know or using something like. Uh, if I can't find something that a patron is looking for, if they're doing research and they want something, you know, scholarly and it's not an EBSCO, I'll jump into Google Scholar and see what I can find. Even if I could just get them an abstract to walk home with that they can go to their college with and then try to find something, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's always another way to find it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you kind of have to be a, a jack of all trades and master of none when you're answering those questions. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times you can find, there's a lot of open access things that are going on now, too, so... A lot of times you can find it, you know, the students maybe not be able to get it, pull it up, but you can, you can pull it up. There's different ways to search, different things, even trying to think of the name of the open access database. And I, I just, I just lost it. <laughs> it's good to know it's not just me. <laughs> oh, wow. It's very famous. Everybody knows what it is. That yeah, I can't think of it either. If they're listening now. <laughs> well, that was like in the last podcast I did. I couldn't remember the name Frank Mundus. They're going to be screaming at the radio. Like, Are they That's screaming? what it is. That's what it is. Don't. Oh, my God. I thought they were pros. Yeah. No, yeah. the library like. Only in name. Almost pros. Almost pros, yeah. 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 Okay, Pam. Thanks so much yeah. for uh, sharing your experiences with us. Because um, it's always great to see, you know, how things work in academia. And because you and I both worked at Dowling together to see how things work a little bit different at a different institution, not to mention another state. Um, so, you know, I always find it fascinating, to, you know, to discuss the differences, um, the way we do things differently at different places, yet we have a commonality of finding, you know, coming to the, the same conclusion. So, you know, thanks for sharing that for us, with us, actually. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to ask Pam our top 10 library questions, or as we're now calling it, the 032.02 list, or the 032. It's the Dewey number for top 10 lists. So we have to give a thank you to Melanie Cardone from Longwood Public Library for the idea. Why don't we just call it the Sachem Public Library top 10 library questions? 
Why would we call it? Well, because nothing it's out there. There's no connection to Sage. That doesn't have to be, apparently. Why don't we call it the Melanie Cardone list? We could. Does she have a library? Well, no, but I mean, she works at Longwood. I think it's going to be for now on. It's the Sage and Public Library top ten library. Questions. I don't think that's right now. I like the. We 03 can still too. thank Melanie. Car- the Melanie O three two list. How about that? At Sagem. Melanie's probably turning red right now. At Sagem. No, not at. God. Oh boy, he takes he takes a, a bit and he runs with it, doesn't he? I do. Okay. So if you if you listen to our podcast or if you have endured our podcast for more than one episode. You know that. Sorry, we, <laughs> press me. We apologize, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we also we we ask these same questions of all the guests. So we'll be back in just a moment to torture Pam with our list of questions. Welcome back, and we're talking with Pam Wells, who will be our next guest participant in the 032 list, uh, the Melanie Cardone 032 list, I guess we're calling it now. <coughs> it's going to keep changing names. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah keep Whatever. It. No, I'm good. No? No? Okay, Just sure. Happy to be here with you and Pam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the 032 obviously corresponds with the Dewey number for top 10 lists. Um, so the questions that we're, uh, that we're going to ask were inspired by the website The Literary Hub which is a website which is uh, very interesting and is a great source for um, library-related stories and interviews. You can see all of their work by listening. By listening. No, you're listening to us. You can read stories that they post on their website, www.lithub.com. www? It's just lithub.com. Okay, it's lithub.com. There's no more prefixes. Where? No? Oh, that's okay. I'm so behind that's the okay. times. That's okay. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> so don't forget to check them out. They do some really great uh, work educating and informing the library world on great topics from all over the world. So we want to say thank you, Literary Hub. Okay, so the first question. What did you want to be when you were a child? What was? What did I want to be when I was a child? Yes. Um, well, when I was a little child, well, I mean, I wanted to be... Um, a baseball player at some point. <laughs> you know, obviously that <laughs> then I realized I was a girl. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then I actually went, <laughs> but, uh, when, as I got older, I wanted to go to law school and I worked at a law firm and I decided that was not for me. I forgot you did so, that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, you did that too. I did that too. So yeah. we, we both ended up in the island of misfit toys. <laughs> it's a swing and a yeah. miss for Chris. <laughs> So what was your first memory of a library and who brought you to the library for the first time? Um, actually, my first memory is actually in, in elementary school in first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Edith L. Slocum Elementary School. Slocum, not too far from us. Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. Go Connecticut. Go Thunderbirds. So, yeah, and we used to you know, do our little library classes in the library. And I remember in first grade, you were able to volunteer to help during recess in the library. And I really uh-huh. wanted to do that. 
So, cool. and that was before librarian was even on my radar. So, that's cool. I guess it was a foreshadowing. It, it, it always it runs what's, deep. What's to come? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, when did you decide to work in a library? Um, I was like I said, I was pre-law in college, and I worked at a law firm. Um, and then I just decided I did not like the cutthroat environment of the law firm, the legal field. Amen. Uh, and then I applied to post um, to be a, uh, for my master's in library science, and my mother actually suggested it. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll that. That's pretty and cool. I got in, and I just quit my law job and went to post full time. So yeah, it was actually a really quick decision. It was kind of like real quick and rapid yeah. for, for it, me. It's a good thing you but. didn't make the investment and go to law school too. Yeah, I just I, I didn't have a good feeling about it. So your gut is a very very smart. Uh, you have a smart gut because it's not like this. I can tell you from experience, it stinks. Okay, yeah. so who is your favorite <laughs> fictional librarian? Um, yeah, it was Indiana Jones uh, a librarian? No, or was he, was he an just an archivist? He was an ar archaeologist, what, I think. What, he was an archaeologist, not an archivist. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean... This is probably the toughest question on the list. People struggle. Either they have an answer right off the top of their head, or they have no idea. I didn't even watch that Librarian the Spear um, TV show, to no, be honest. I didn't. I didn't either. That's okay. You know what? Nobody's really um, brought that up. The only other one I know is The Mummy, the, the woman in The Mummy. You know? Yeah, somebody I'm from Levittown brought that one up, The yeah. Mummy. Oh, they finally did, right? Yeah. So. And, yeah. yeah. But I don't want to I don't want to say that's my favorite, because I just don't have enough like library characters. To really base it on, but <laughs> yeah, I guess. But if Indy was an archivist, that would be my. Uh, have Indiana you seen Jones Have you seen the new Twizzlers commercial? Because they're doing no. a another disservice to librarians. It's a woman with a hair in a bun and glasses on a chain shushing somebody, and I just wanted to throw something through the TV. I'm That's never reading Twizzlers bad. again. Really? Oh, Promise? horrendous! Yeah. Until she ate a Twizzler, and all of a sudden her hair got taken down. And Did you tell the kids that? No more Twizzlers. Do Twizzlers make noise? Oh, they they get. It made her wild, huh? It turned it made her, into her wild. wild. She, she had cherry twizzlers. Librarian gone wild. It changed her whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Retarded, isn't it? I think that's great. Oh, God. All right. What would you be doing if you were not working in a library? I'd probably just be home with my daughter, really. That's a pretty uh, good answer. That's a great answer, actually, because you know what? Most of the people that we get don't say anything family-related. That's true. They always look at the job, so that's pretty cool. I like yeah, I'd like to maybe teach library science too. I've got three daughters. Chris has well, as you know, Chris has two. So, yeah, nobody says that. No, nobody says that. I like it. It's refreshing. Mm -hmm. Must be Texas. I, probably because you're not so stressed out by like money. You have to get it done. Or the Long Texas. Island Expressway, or Sunrise yeah. Highway, or Southern State Parkway. Or yeah, well, I mean, Texas. the traffic can be pretty bad here, but I, I where I am, it's it's not too bad. But nice. you got to go all downtown into Houston. It's, traffic can be real hairy here as well. So it's still not at the New York, though. Because when I go back to New York, I'm like, oh, wow, oh, yeah. I just forgot how, how much yeah. traffic Get off the Veranzano, is. and you're like, oh, a parking lot. Good. Oh, but yeah, it's the Belts <laughs> Parkway parking lot. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're up. You're the next one. I am? You are the next what one. What is your favorite section of the library? 822.33. Tell all the it's, folks that don't know what that is. That's Shakespeare's. Shakespeare, um, Shakespeare is that, the right? only Did you look it up? Um, author that oh. has his own Dewey number. Very cool. That's right. So. Okay, if you had infinite space and budget, what would you add to your library? 
Um, probably an internet cafe with like a Starbucks. So, I mean, I can go over there during break and awesome. <laughs> get a coffee. Nobody's <laughs> that doing bad? that. I mean, an internet cafe, sure, but, <laughs> but Starbucks, I, everybody mean, has to have Starbucks. I, I, should I say it? No. I think it, it brings more people to the no, library. No, here, here we go, Pam. You ready for the... It's It's been six questions. We have to talk about <laughs> Sachem. Hold on a second. Well, we don't we don't have a Starbucks, but we have a cafe. Oh, Okay, Bob wants to walk out now. No, he it's fine. Me. I think it's great. Northport had a cafe. I happen cafe. to love Sagem. I just don't has work a cafe. there yet. That's was all. It, yeah, Northport has a cafe, too. So. Well, wasn't South Country doing something with Starbucks? Um, or did that fall through? Oh, I don't know. We have to no. talk to, to Dominic over there. Yeah. Somebody over there. Yeah. Was, yeah. That, was that public? We're in trouble. Oh, it's all out there now. Oh, well. <laughs> it's great. Oh, well. Yeah, there was a library, I think, that was actually trying to partner with Starbucks, which would be like mind-blowingly awesome. It might get right. people between... 18 and 50 to come into the library if they had a Starbucks in there. It's, you know, yeah. That's true, yeah. Okay. You're next. What do you love, capital L-O-V-E, about your library? Um, we have some very cool late um, 60s architecture. In it. it's, very, it's very pretty. Um, and our library was just renovated. Um, and we actually saved a lot of the original mm -hmm. furniture. Um, we have quite a few Ames chairs if you're into late 60s, 70s furniture, if you That's know cool. what Ames chair is. Yeah. Um, and it, they just, it's really nice and it's really, it's real neat. Yeah. Can we get pictures? I, just, I like the architecture in our library. Could you send us some pictures? Yeah, Levittown, we had some pictures. We'd love to have some pictures. Of if them. you give me some pictures, I could post yeah, them. Yeah, I can I do send you a picture. I actually have an old picture, like and a new picture. I did one of those comparison things for our Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures when you take an old picture and a new picture and you juxtapose it together yes yeah. i've actually made a book of that of like a, it was kind of like a lot of people were doing it at the, at the time so i took a picture and i just opposed it together yeah, if you want just send us a name share too i mean you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> you know we'll just put it somewhere okay uh what's the weirdest thing that has ever happened at your library you know we can probably switch this instead of being your library just in your library career because you've been in mm. a bunch of different places oh wow uh, well, it <laughs> um, doesn't well, necessarily have to be the worst stuff. thing. It, it doesn't have to be the worst thing, just the weirdest thing. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, things that stand out in my mind, I don't even want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I'm scarred. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm serious. That's funny. <laughs> but, um, at my library, um, we had a beehive in the wall. In the wall. Um, it was dripping honey out of the wall. In the wall, yeah. When That's we renovated, they got it taken out. But it was there for years. And it was just like a joke that there was bees upstairs. It was, it was when I started working at the library. Did they save the honey? Taken out. Um, no. No. I don't know if anybody... Uh, I think they just kind of steered away from that wall upstairs. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> it was kind of in the stacks. Yeah. And sometimes you'd see bee, like, bee, like, garbage on, like, the books, like, over by the... Oh, <laughs> wow. Like that's crazy. Yeah, but I've had a lot of interesting patrons and stuff too, like from the public library. Mm. Um, um, you remember? Do you remember our crazy patron at Dowling, Chris? I don't. The, key, the, the keyboard lady that broke the keyboard. Oh yeah, I remember her. Yeah, and yeah. she. Oh, she was. She. She. Um. Said that everybody was against French people. That's right. That was I remember, that. remember that was the French lady, right. and yep. he called her the French lady. Now I'm remembering. That's right, the French lady. Yeah, that's funny. And she was. We kept and calling her crazy and in French. And then they found, we found. And then she went crazy, and like, and she would. Um, and then they found out she didn't even 
teach there. Like she was saying she taught there and went to school there and she didn't even teach or go to school there. Like she wasn't even supposed to be in the library. Yeah, she just walked in. Yeah. finally found out. <laughs> That's terrific. So. I love those stories. Oh, man. If I had Mesa make this up. I had know? a patron unplug a switch. You guys know what, well, you know what a switch is, right? It just propagates network. Yeah. So she unplugged the switch, walked to the reference desk and told it, told our reference librarians that the CIA is spying on her through this and we should hold on to it and give it to the you know, CIA. And she took down half our patron network because she just unplugged it and <sighs> gave it to the reference desk. <laughs> that was great. That's just <laughs> lovely. Oh, that was pretty, a lot of fun. Uh, it, there's so many, as, as there was a professor that I had in law school and she said, she would always say, there are a thousand, there are a thousand tales in the naked city. Mm. And I think it, the whole same holds true with libraries, whether public or academic. Cause yeah. We're working on that book, right? I know, right? Yeah, Pam's going to be part of it. <laughs> the book Am I up? Crazy. Yeah, you're up. Who is your favorite regular patron? Well, or I guess patron, staff. Yeah, I guess we kind of talked about that, right? Student. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there, there haven't been... I, I don't really have, like, a, a favorite patron, really, that I can think of in the library. I know that's sad, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm in the back a lot, so I, you know, I have it, you know, there's some n nice students that come in, but some regulars, you know, you know, are pleasant, so. I have a favorite guy at the, um, the coffee shop, he's real nice, um, <laughs> he always hooks me up, he gives me the hot croissants, I mean, he's nice. like, that's pretty nice. good. <laughs> Do you get to connect with, like, with certain, you know, certain students that, that, oh, yeah, sure. that kind of uh, return to you, and they're like, wow, you really helped me out, you changed my life type of stuff, or? You know, if you weren't here, um, if you weren't here, I'd be a lot worse off type of thing. I haven't had anybody come up to me with those kudos. That would be really yeah. nice. But <laughs> Sometimes you get them at libraries. You know, you'll, yeah, you'll, probably, you'll, you'll find one eventually that'll come up and just be like, wow, you know, you really helped me get, you know, a better really grade on this out, whole yeah. year. So it's yeah. pretty cool. I have a lot of people recognize me and I don't recognize them because when you teach a class, you have 30 students in it yeah. and they recognize you. And then you sometimes you feel bad. Because yeah. they like, look at you like, do you remember mm, me? Like, no. like, you remember me? And you're like, no, no I'm sorry. Not at all. Yeah. And I just, I totally understand how teachers feel too. And, you know, yeah. you had me in fifth grade. So many okay, it was like 20 years ago. Now. Yeah, exactly. You were my kindergarten yeah. teacher in 1974. Do you remember me? No. No, I don't remember you. Okay, so our last question is what are people without library cards missing out on? Um, free, um, actual citable uh, knowledge and a, and a quiet place to escape. Oh, you mean Wikipedia isn't a good source? <laughs> no, well, yeah, I think <laughs> Google does. There's work a lot for of me? controversy actually on that, like open sharing, how we can make that better. Mm. But um, actually, I went to um, this talk on Wikipedia, and they were, and some of the librarians were saying that they actually did some editing Wikipedia, and it's actually a lot harder to get like your information in there. Mm. But I mean, I've seen pages people are kind of having like information wars, so, like they're they're fighting over like dates and stuff. You know, you look at their notes or whatever, and information just keeps changing. And so yeah, there's well, problems with it and non-problems. I, I I think that some kind of open source though, I, it's it's kind of going there. I think we're kind of going to evolve into that. So you you mean Yahoo Answers? Yahoo Answers isn't a good source. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, what about great. Dogpile? Ask Remember Dogpile? <laughs> Netscape Navigator. Oh. That's too much. Well, you remember map? map you know how everyone says, I'm going to make a map quest? Remember mm -hmm. map quest? Like, no one uses map quest anymore, but it's still no. there. It's yeah, still, still there, yeah. 
And what is it doing? Yeah, but no one uses it. Nobody uses it anymore. Google Google is everything. (laughs) Google's taking over the world. I'm surprised. They took them down. They were just destroyed. I'm surprised Apple hasn't went and bought MapQuest since they bought every other mapping mapping company out there to compete with Google Maps. they never work. They never work. Maybe MapQuest just wouldn't sell. And they were like, screw you. Yeah, Yeah, but they're the Yahoo of uh, Map software now, you know? (laughs) This is crazy. You can't make this stuff up. If you know, if you said MapQuest ten years ago, said, "Oh yeah, of course, MapQuest and Yahoo." I have a Yahoo email, and I use MapQuest. Now you know it's almost as bad as having an AOL email. That is close. Yeah. Like, oh, you still have a Yahoo email? They're still doing email. Wow. I still have an MSN (laughs) account. I use that for my like, you know, all my garbage stuff. You know, when you know you're going to get emails from people, like I use that. Yeah, that's what I use my Yahoo for. (laughs) I use it for all the junk. (laughs) So when it gets when it dumps to my Gmail, I think ninety percent of my Yahoo mail goes directly to spam. That's great. Because Yahoo's going to be happy. Well, you know what doesn't? Yeah. No, Yahoo's the worst. Now it's Verizon email. It's, it's not Yahoo email anymore. It's Verizon email. Oh, the Verizon email was bad too. No, because Verizon bought Yahoo. That's right. So now it's all Verizon. So now it's junk merging with junk. I want yeah. that. It's trash and trash, and you can't get a cell signal to check your trashy email. It's Verizon. <laughs> Did you get it? Nice. Good. Oh, wow. Well, Pam, thank you so much for participating. And this is our first foray into actually using FaceTime or some type of electronic chat to uh, oh, really? to do the podcast. Okay. So you were our guinea pig today. So thanks for being oh, a guinea pig. Oh, great. I, I hope the recording came out good. So. I think it's going to be just fine. Chris pushed well. the button. Only if Chris pushed the button. I would that, that, that's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> See that? It's always <laughs> on me. Push it? Is, it, is the button pushed? Uh, the microphone is lit. So that All means, right. and the little the little bar thingies keep going up and down every time. Bar Pam thingies. Talks. We just lost like nine listeners. I know. Bar thingies. Bar and thingies. Buttons. I yeah. thought these guys were pros at something. Pro? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, wow. But really, thanks thanks for uh, being our first participant in this type of interview. Because um, it really is kind of neat, cool. right? Real time yeah. from Texas is, is kind of fun. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you're a good sport listening to our, our top 10 list, which is now what? The Melanie Cardone 032 list? You don't want my opinion. No, you don't. I don't no, want your opinion now. <laughs> so thanks, really. <laughs> we appreciate it. Sure. Okay, so that's all the time we have for this edition. Well, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. You I said it? no, thank you. Oh, I okay. Just said thank you. <laughs> So that's all the time we have for this edition. If you have any questions or comments on our show, go to the Contact Us section um, on our website at thelibrarypros.com, where we also have uh, notes and links from today's episodes and hopefully some pictures of chairs um, from Pam. Uh, so anyway, uh, you can check us out on Twitter at the Library Pros and on Facebook.com, uh, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Library Pros. And so you don't... One second... So you don't miss a thing. Don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed, uh, iTunes, Android, email, and Google Play. Remember, the opinions stated by the Library Pros and their guests are solely those of Chris and Bob and are not those of the Station Public Library. Yeah, I got the name again. Or any other library or person. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Library Pros Podcast. The Library Pros are brought to you by Timber Productions by the library closed themselves. Mr. Christopher Potter and Bob Jackson. Special thanks to Sagent Public Library for providing space for this podcast. Until the next turn of the page, I'm your announcer, Paul Pinder.